0: You're now listening to Jesus is the Truth with Ashley Mora from Obey Christ. May God bless you. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me for another episode. I am so grateful to each and every one of you. Thank you. Uh, and of course, special shout out to those of you in podcast land, listening in via either Apple Podcast or uh, Spotify I greatly appreciate you guys for tuning in and of course to all of you watching me here on YouTube thank you for joining please be sure to subscribe to the channel you guys I see a lot of you guys watching the videos if you find yourself coming back and watching Multiple times, (laughs) please consider subscribing to the channel that way you can be notified whenever I do post. So, yeah, let's go ahead and get started, you guys. I'm gonna go ahead and jump right into the lesson. Today's lesson is all about obedience and how important it is to be obedient and how it's better than sacrifice. Some of you may or may not have heard of this very popular scripture. I know. I grew up in church, um, for the most part of my life. I, I mean, ever since I was a small child, I remember attending church service. It's, it's a scripture that's repeated a lot. Um, and I think it's safe to say most Christians, most believers are familiar with this particular passage, uh, from first Samuel chapter 15, verse 22, where it says obedience is better than sacrifice, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I didn't fully understand or have any revelation concerning this passage until very recent. When I say very recent, I'm referring to this month. I'm referring to this week, actually, (laughs) to be more specific. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and start this message by reading this passage and then, um, yeah, move on into my notes. So again, I'm reading out of first Samuel, um, chapter 15, verse 22, but Samuel replied, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed is better than the fat of rams. Okay. So first of all, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, this is totally understandable. This is definitely one of those passages that rely on context. Um, You have got to read uh, the books, the chapters prior to this, in particular uh, the book of Leviticus, where it goes into great detail, um, basically regarding how the Lord wanted the Levites to, prepare sacrifices there were so many different types of sacrifices and preparation styles for each sacrifice the lord is incredibly detail oriented if you think you're detail oriented you are not in comparison to the lord (laughs) i'm just saying and i'm a this is coming from a detail oriented person okay um i know there are people out there more detail oriented than i am but i'm just letting you know the lord is the king of detail (laughs) and order and structure and organization. Where do you think we get it from? Understanding the whole ceremonial process as it pertained to uh, giving sacrifices to the Lord, understanding all of the details that it entailed will give you some much-needed context for this passage in 1 Samuel. So to make a long story short, Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, and I'm not 100% sure if I'm saying their names right, but they, after hearing and receiving direct and very specific instructions from the Lord, they proceeded to do their own thing and add their own little mix into The ceremony of sacrifice into the sacrificial ceremony, if I can say it like that. So basically they remixed the Lord's instructions and they were burnt up as a result. What they did created a strange fire, which went on to consume them, therefore killing them both it all happened immediately so they decided they were going to offer up a sacrifice unto the lord according to their own terms and conditions therefore producing a strange fire so this resulted in a strange like literally guys I'm that's not figuratively or metaphorically speaking uh, like literally a, f- a fire because again these sacrifices were burned so to be clear And what we need to take away from this, and then I'm going to continue on in my notes after, the sacrifice itself (laughs) wasn't even a proper sacrifice to begin with because they didn't do it the right way. So again, the obedience, them being obedient was much better than the sacrifice. Yeah, so looking at the first point here, it says, the Lord wants us to be obedient, first. There's a scripture actually that says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you will obey my commandments. That right there shows you that to the Lord, you doing as he's asking you to do is actually what he sees as you, your demonstration of love to him. So you can say it all day that you love him you're so like grateful for him and you love him with all your heart, but like, are your actions actually lining up with your words? Because this is what matters to the Lord. I mean, it's a scripture. You can Google it. I'll repeat it for you. It's the scripture goes like this. If you love me, you will obey my commandments. There's other versions that say, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Okay, so then my next point says here, the Lord had given the Levites very specific orders and instructions regarding the sacrifices that were to be presented to the Lord. But Aaron's sons decided to offer a sacrifice to the Lord on their own accord, which was literally not acceptable as it resulted in a strange fire, that would be the very thing that destroyed them. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and read on to the next point. Their disobedience produced a strange fire. Hold on to that note. That's important. Their disobedience produced a strange fire. Keep that note in mind. Them wanting to do things their own way. Unto the Lord. The Lord had already spoken, and He had already established what will and will not be acceptable, what will and will not be considered blessed. So, for example, and I just have some examples here. One of the examples being Adam and Eve, and I just recently did a lesson on this. So, definitely check out my um, one of my recent episodes regarding gender roles and what the Lord um, has assigned each gender, you know, and why genders are, why we're made different as man and woman, just from a general standpoint, referring to gender here again, where it says the Lord made man and woman to unite in marriage and that marriage is considered blessed. So he called them blessed. Adam and Eve, man and woman. Man and woman together is blessed. Not man and man. That was not an option. Also not woman and woman. That was also not a... Also not wolf and man. Or bird and woman. Um, Any other strange thing. Child and man, child and... All of this stuff is detestable. It's, it is not blessed. It's actually detestable to the Lord. It's actually absolutely disgusting and it goes against what he has deemed as blessed. It goes against, it goes against what he has designed and ordained to be blessed Guys, it's so important that we keep this in mind and I'm going to go ahead and continue on with the example of man and woman being blessed, like the, uh, the union of man and woman and how that's considered blessed. Let's just go ahead and continue on that train of thought. And I'm just going to expound a little bit further by saying, okay, so just consider this. Okay say a man and a man get married. The Lord has already said that this is detestable. He's already said, don't do this. It's wrong. And, um, that's not how he wants things done, but the man, each man in the relationship believes in God. And so they do things unto the Lord or, Like, for example, in their mind, getting married was maybe the right thing to do in their mind because they wanted to have a traditional relationship. I don't honestly, okay, that's another topic for a different day, but there's nothing traditional about the union to begin with. Why even bother with marriage? That's just a side note. But back to what I was saying. So they get married, they commit to one another, (laughs) the two men and they go on to do a bunch of charitable acts in the name of the Lord. They, this is according to this is just an example right according to them. The thing is this is considered a strange fire to the Lord. Does that make sense? Because it's not it's crooked it's not done right. They took something that was designed to be holy Holy, I believe the scripture goes like this. Woe to those who call good evil and evil good. Uh, woe means warning. Warning to those who call good evil and evil good. That is very dangerous. That's what woe means. Woe means like warning or watch out or danger ahead. So that's a, that's just an example right there. So I have another example here in my notes coming from the book of Psalm chapter 32, verse one, where it says, blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven. Also in Matthew chapter five, verses 11 through 12, it says, blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. This is what the Lord is saying. Rejoice and be glad for your for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Amen. Okay, so I have one more example here. This one's coming from the book of Matthew as well. Chapter 5, verse 5. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. What I want you to take away from these scriptures from these passages I just read is the fact that the Lord is telling you what he has deemed blessed. He's already established what is considered blessed, what is considered a good thing. So then we can conclude that the opposite is true. For example, if he says, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. then that means those who are prideful will not inherit the earth and you can't just flip that because you don't agree or because you're having problems getting like because you're struggling with the spirit of pride you can't change what the Lord already established about the spirit of pride he does not agree with the spirit of pride it is the opposite of the Lord it's not acceptable to the Lord and so (laughs) they will not inherit the earth Only the meek will inherit the earth. We're called to be meek as believers in Christ, as children of God, we're called to be meek and humble. So that's how that works. Do you see what I'm saying? And we can't change that. Also blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven and sins are covered. He's referring to those of us who are saved, those of us who have confessed our sins and declared Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We are saved. We are blessed. So he's referring to us believers when he says this. We are blessed. Now, what does that mean for those who haven't confessed their sins and declared Jesus Christ as their Savior? People who are not saved, people who don't believe in the Lord, who don't love the Lord, who speak ill and evil things, about the Lord. Um, it's true. Those people can be rich. It's true. They can be well off financially. It's true. They can go off and seemingly appear blessed, but we know from scripture, it's all a facade. They're not really blessed. It's, it's, uh, it's temporary. It's not going to last also you have no idea what they are suffering with on the inside that they're not talking about or sharing publicly because there's another scripture that says the lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow to it so when the lord blesses he adds no sorrow to it unlike if for example when you see a lot of the celebrities in hollywood and stuff like that they become these huge Superstars, and I'm putting air quotes for those of you listening in podcast land. But then we see years down the line where they seeming quote unquote seemingly lose their minds. Uh, we see downward spiraling. We see oftentimes the breakdown of a lot of famous people right before our eyes on so um social media or on, in the media in general. That's another topic for another day. But basically, the point is. It's clear money is not what solves all your issues and problems. I'll just put it like that. Sure, you can feel happy momentarily. Sure, of course. Um, Also, your needs, a lot of your needs can be met. Mostly material-wise, like materialistically speaking, if I can say that, your needs are being met. Um, that's about it though. Okay. So the point is, if the Lord tells you a certain, it has to be this way. That's just the way it has to be for it to be acceptable to him. We cannot go and change rules that the Lord has already established. Um, because once he says it, it has to be true. Does that make sense? So we cannot change these things that's what Nadab and Abihu were trying to do they thought they could just and maybe they had the they thought what they thought were the right intentions I don't know but all I know is they didn't do it the way the Lord said to do it and the Lord said to do it in this way and and anything not done in the way that he ordained is not considered holy And, um, so again, it produced a strange fire. So one of the takeaways from this also is just to be very careful regarding the posture of your heart and your intentions as it relates to fulfilling, um, your purpose in the kingdom of heaven, as it relates to fulfilling the call of God on your life, you want to be sure that. You're doing it with the right intentions. You want to make sure your heart is pure before the Lord. You want to be sure that you are doing things according to his word and not trying to rewrite the rules or come up with your own rules. Um, It's that's very dangerous. If you're coming in the name of the Lord and you claim to be a servant of Christ and also choose to spew lies or things that the Lord never said I would say, go ahead and repent immediately. Like literally, if you're hearing me right now, pause this video, pause this recording and just lay prostrate on the ground and repent for your life. Because the Lord does not play when it comes to, and that, if you can hear, that's the pen guys, sorry. The Lord does not play when it comes to his people being led astray as it pertains to salvation. Those of you out there that maybe have seen people do things they're not supposed to be doing or say things they shouldn't say thing. And they're perpetuating lies as it pertains to the body of Christ and the message of salvation and things like that. It may seem like they're out here doing their thing, being successful, quote unquote. They're getting fame. They're getting glory. They're getting paid. They're getting to the bag. All this stuff. It may seem like that for now. That's called grace. Say it with me <laughs> grace. G R A C E. It's this space. That the Lord provides for us to repent. It's a space that the Lord provides for us to get it together. He gives us time and space <laughs> to to allow things to come to our remembrance. <laughs> to allow us to basically come back to him before it's too late. So here's the thing. He got your number. If you out here doing what you're not supposed to be doing and saying it's right, and especially if you're coming in the name of the Lord or you trying to mix God's name in there somewhere and, and you, st- are you lying, like you're just lying just because you want people to love you and you're doing it so people will want to follow you because you're not offending them, whatever the case, if you're trying to avoid offending people, so you're saying what they want to hear, blah, blah, blah. So the Lord said again in Matthew chapter five, verses 11 through 12, blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Meaning when you go in my name, proclaiming what I told you to say, So that's the Lord saying, when you go out there, you're doing what I told you to do. You're saying what I told you to say. And people are rejecting you. People are dragging your name. People are dragging your name in the mud. And they're saying all these evil, crazy, perverse things about you. You're blessed. Count it as a blessing. Rejoice. You are among some of the greatest names in history as it pertains to like the prophets of old apostles of old, you are up there with them because that's exactly what happened to them. They don't hate you. And this is me talking out as this is just revelation pulling. I'm just pulling revelation from that passage. It's because guys, you have to understand they don't hate you. They hate the message. They hate the God in you. They're rejecting the God in you. And we have. That's why we really have to pray for these people. I'm actually going to make an episode soon about Logan Paul and his recent antics regarding um, <laughs> some things he said uh, about Christianity. And uh, so, definitely look out for that episode. It's going to be interesting. So yeah, guys, we have got to be obedient. We have to continue to pray that the Lord renews our our mind. So that we have the mind of Christ, so that we're focused on the things of the Lord, the things above and the not and not beneath, so that our eyes are stayed on the kingdom of heaven and all of His righteousness. We, this is where our focus has to be, guys. It's for our own salvation's sake. In my notes, it says here, "How does this apply to us? We cannot approach our purpose in the kingdom of heaven with a mental with a mentality." That we can do whatever we want, however we want, and it's blessed in the sight of the Lord. Not so. Instead, we must try our best to follow God's orders concerning the work he's given us to do. Only then will it be blessed. Amen. And then um, it says again here, obedience is better than sacrifice. How can you claim to dedicate your time to serving the Lord When you're not interested in doing what he asked of you. So then I wrote in my notes, is this your show or is it his show? Is this your party or is it his party? (laughs) You have been bought with a price. Wake up. That is so good. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because guys, this life is not our own. Don't you understand there are only two sides, the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom kingdom of light. The kingdom, kingdom of light is the kingdom of heaven where the Lord dwells. Only There's only two sides. So naturally, if you're not on the side of Christ, if you're not with Christ, you are against him. Jesus gave his life as an ultimate sacrifice, so that way we could do away with all of the the ceremonies, the sacrificial ceremonies, um, as detailed and explained in great detail in the book of Leviticus, Jesus did away with that because he became the ultimate sacrifice. Guys, that's why it's so important that you read the old Testament so you can understand the character of God. It says in the Bible, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever; He does not change. Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice, doing away doing away with all the sacrificial ceremonies. We don't we don't have to worry about that. We're we're not bound to that any longer because. But get this: it was through sacrifice, so it's we still had to there still had to be blood spilled. Does that make sense? Like blood still was required. A blood sacrifice was still required. That right there should tell you that God is the same. He required blood sacrifice in Leviticus in the Old Testament, and he still requires it today. The thing is, thank you, Holy Spirit. The thing is. The because Jesus, who is God, right in the flesh, God, the son, because he is considered the ultimate sacrifice, we don't have to like there's he doesn't have to go and do it again and again and again, every, you know what I'm saying? Every month or every week or however, there's no, it it was done. It was a one time thing. It, It was sufficient to cover all of the sins. That's how incredible Of a sacrifice, Jesus was and is. So anyway, my point is, because of his sacrifice, we now have, we have passage into the kingdom of heaven. He's given us a choice, though. He's not going to force us. He's given us a choice. We have free will. It's up to us to make the decision. So if we choose the passage that leads to heaven... It's because we have accepted, we have chosen to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And therefore, we have been, we're forgiven of our sins because of his blood sacrifice. His blood covers us in the spirit. It is, we are, does that make sense? I hope you guys are following me. So that was the price. Guys, that was the price. He paid the ultimate price, which means all of this is just deductive reasoning. You guys, I'm I'm concluding from the, I'm pulling it from the facts. That means we don't, we, we, we belong to him. He's just a gracious master. He's still not going to force you. Isn't that how beautiful is that? But the fact of the matter remains, we belong to him. We were literally bought with a price. Your body doesn't belong to you. The scripture goes like this. There's a scripture that says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. Our reasonable service as believers in the body of Christ is to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. A living sacrifice. What does that mean? It means as I'm right now before you alive and well, praise the Lord. I am doing what the Lord has told me to do. I am going forth and saying what he tells me to say. Because I've sacrificed my own will. Apostle Paul often referred to himself as a slave. A slave of Christ, that is. Because you're either a slave of Christ or you're a slave of the enemy. One or the other. I love Apostle Paul's controversial <laughs> like terminology. I thought about making a necklace that says a slave of Christ on it. <laughs> but I was like, I don't think, I don't know if the saints are ready for that. It's going to be a very a, a, like select few that are really going to get it and be like, oh yeah, I need it. I was like, I don't know if I'm willing, <laughs> but I think I'm going to go ahead and make it honestly those who get it get it those who read read because it's written in the word of god no but um that's a message for another day regarding like being sold out to the lord or being sold out to satan um because people think they're free they really do like the, the the enemy has them so blinded they think they're free, but then they will go out in 13 below temperatures to smoke. Sounds like you're a slave to the nicotine. That's an example. I'm just saying, look how that, that you call that, is that f- real freedom? Freedom is, hey, I'm cold. I don't want to go outside. So I won't. It's too cold. That's freedom. Freedom. Not, oh gosh, it's so cold, but I got to go anyway. It's like I can see in the spirit, the chain pulling the person outside to smoke. You need this. They just itching and fainting. Then you got drug addicts in the streets being free and cracked out, Kill- literally killing themselves, disappearing before our eyes. You know what I'm saying? Just be- losing weight at a rapid pace. Destroying relationships with loved ones. Why? Because they're a slave to the drug. Then you got people who are slaves to money. It has similar effects. Sometimes it requires them losing close relationships. They betray people. They lie. They steal. Why? Because they got to get to that money. Slave of the money. Why are you so... Why is it causing you to do all... Guys, that's a whole nother episode. I will get into that in another episode. Praise the Lord. But for now, I'll leave you guys with this. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Make sure you obey. To learn more ways on how you can obey the Lord, read the Bible and get to know him. He is faithful. He will renew your heart and your mind. He loves you so much and he truly wants the best for us. But again, he will not force you. He won't. So, okay, guys, I'll talk to you guys later. I really hope you enjoyed this message. I hope it blessed you. And please subscribe for more for those of you on uh, YouTube. For those of you watching me on YouTube, please subscribe for more content like this. And for those of you listening on Apple Podcast or Spotify, make sure you follow my account. And yeah, you guys be blessed. And love you guys. I'll talk to you later.